Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. They said we wouldn't make it, but here we are. Final episode for 2023 of SEN Tassie Breakfast. Brent Costello here in Hobart. Tim Payne over in the city of churches. Good morning, Payne. Good morning, Brent. Who said we wouldn't make it? Oh, a few people over Amish, the journey. Remember those probably. critics of the, the, the first press release that came out saying we were teaming up? I saw the feedback in the Mercury. I saw it in the Herald Sun. They said, this isn't going to work. But Name I think we've names. proved them wrong. I think Name we've proved names. them wrong. I won't today. I won't well, today. I remember we... these things, Tim. I take well, these mental notes. Yeah, let's not get wrapped up in our own press too much, but you know, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen a few comments lately that people have enjoyed it, which is all we wanted. And a lot of it's been around... Um, me bringing the best out of you and showing the lighter side of you, which I know a lot of Hobartians have really enjoyed. So long may it continue. Have they? Have they? Is that right? Name, Some name, people please. have said to me, I didn't even realise Brent was funny. I said he's not. I just sort of lead him, I lead him into it. Oh, that's, the people really said that. That's awesome, mate. Mm. That's good. How are you going yeah. over there? Uh, mate, it's hot. It's hot. I, I can't even... I don't even... Right now, it's 28 degrees. Is it really? Yeah, and it is... Oof. What are we? Half an hour behind, so it's... 6.35, and it's 28 degrees. That's extraordinary. And I am melting away. But I, oh. I must admit, when I walked down this morning, I sort of just rolled my arm over a little bit to see how it was because day one, I probably put in a oh, probably a three-hour stint, four-hour stint on the wanger and then backed it up the next day the same. Oof. And I wandered down to the Adelaide Oval yesterday, and I was, seriously, I haven't had that sort of pain in my body since I can't even remember. Wow. I was sore from head to toe. So newfound respect for the assistant coaches. And then to rub salt into it, we ha- Chris Lynn hasn't been here at all until yesterday. He's been, well, he's been here. He's been a bit unwell. Um, so he trained yesterday, but away from the main group. Uh, so I had to wait for him to come down and then do him as well. So, was, yeah, it was a big day. But, cool. um, today, thankfully, is a top-up session, we call it, Brent. So boys will come in and just get exactly what they need. It's normally a quicker session. Um, which is good when it's 28.8 degrees at 6.30 in the morning. I think by 10 o'clock today, it's going to be a stinker. Well, what's going on over there? Too, you, you wandered in this morning. You said there's people everywhere on the streets over there. Yeah, I don't what's know, happening? actually. I don't know if it's the weather. <laughs> I did, so I was walking in. It must have been, again, I'm half an hour behind, so I'm all over the shop. I'm trying to think. It must have been about 6 o'clock here, so 6.30 your time. And there was people everywhere on a Friday morning. It's like quite busy walking the streets. So they must get in early, people... I reckon. People are being night clubbing, or you mean like people off no, to work? No, no, a bit of both. There was a few uh, random people that I, when I was talking to you on the phone on my way in, I said, just stay on the phone for a little bit here because I might be in a bit of strife. <laughs> there was a few young guys riding around on their BMXs. Really? And a few police wandering them and then a couple of homeless fellas. So I'm not sure what was going on there, whether the youngsters were giving them a bit of grief. But, um, yep, that was all happening. And then just... just Norm, just generally, people just walking around, going to work, getting on the, on okay. and off trains and buses. It was, it's good. I think the weather brings it out of people. They Brent, you get up early and you get out of bed. Where it, certainly in Hobart winters, it's a bit tough. We wander into the studio and you don't see anyone till about seven thirty, quarter to eight. I'll best. tell you what I saw this, this morning. You know, when we drive into our car park every morning, Tim, with only cars in there, there was yep. heaps of cars. It means it's was Christmas it? party season. So everyone's leaving their cars uh, behind and going to have a right. few drinks after work, clearly. Have you had yours yet? No, next weekend's ours. When's but the gee, yeah, Christmas party? Has Hamish well, sorted that yet? We had that. Did you? <laughs> it was good. Excellent. It was really good. All right. Missed the invite, did I? 
Yeah, you must have. You did chose you to go to Adelaide, mate. Did you, did you involve the, the whole crew? Just Hammer, myself, Justin and Damon. No, only joking. We haven't had it yet, Tim. Looking forward to it, though. You, you know, you're going to sneak home. Your, is it at your place? or? No, nah, God, no. Absolutely not. Speaking of Hammer, the man has come up to me this morning and demanded, demanded his own segment later in the show. And it's called, I'm just trying to find it, Best Hits. He's labelled it. Well, for 2023 segment. <laughs> yes, he is. It'd be funny. And if he is, there's only ever been one name for any segment that Hamish has. What's that? And you know what that is. It's got to be Hammer Time. Hammer Time. That's a good point. Let's call it Hammer Time. And it's got to be. We, should, we could incorporate a little segment called Hammer Time next year, I reckon, when we're back. Oh, we'll I don't mind it. it. Goes. We'll but this it could goes. be good. I, I'm sort of looking at... There's not much in the run sheet about this segment, but I feel like it could work, Tim. So we'll give him a chance. So who, who's he lining up? Do we know? Is he coming well, at us? Do I, well, I think it's prepare? our best hits of the year. I think we're taking a trip down memory lane to have I a look at like some of our best it, work. I feel like I might be in a little bit of trouble with Hamish, as is this morning, because he, he doesn't like tardiness, does he? No, and, and for our listeners, we've already had a bit of a chat. He's actually got online and said, you know, it's uh, not online, on air at times, and said it's frustrating when I don't <laughs> read the rundown or check emails. Uh, so I got in this morning and checked my email for the first time since Monday's show, and we had an email saying that we had to do that Christmas show, uh, a couple of live reads for it, and if we could do that at 6.05 my time, which was 6.30 your time, 6.35, and I, I rolled in at 20 past six, having not even read the email, so yep. he, he's a bit We're, dirty. I can see him down the screen at the minute when he was He's not the only one. Oh, I am too. I was here on time, ready to go, and you're on the phone to people, you're in and out of the studio, you're, well, you're not set up properly over there. I am set up magnificently over here, thank you very much, <laughs> but... I did notice when I did read the email finally at 25 past six this morning, which was already had me half an hour late, that the only reason it was moved is because you have to go somewhere for the Hurricanes. Correct. Early press conference this morning. How early is early press conference? 9.30. So by the time I leave here, get oh, to work, really? get over to Linda's farm. It's a four-minute drive. Well, we'll see. I might be able to smash Who are you out. interviewing this morning? Uh, Chris Jordan this morning, Tim. Looking hmm. forward to that. See He's arrived in town. Mm. Has he? Yes. Are they all so, there? Have you been covering them this week? Yeah, interviewed Sam Hain on Wednesday. He's a good fella. Right. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing that. how he goes. Nice mm. player. Good signing, yep. I think. Good signing. Yep. Now, I want to talk uh, about your emails. So, how many did you have when you opened them up? This morning, uh, yeah. thir- uh, 1,365 emails. Since Monday. Yep. New since Monday. So give us a bit of a flavour of what that looks like in your inbox. Is it uh, is it spam? Is it interview requests? Mm. Is it cashies? What, what are we There's dealing with? There's certainly no cashies. Well, there might have been one or two, actually. Because <laughs> you gave a Blake my email, did you? I, I gave him your number. Yeah, yes, I'm sure you? that's in there somewhere. No, it's just a bit of a mixture, you know. Like, you get that. I've got a lot of stuff at the moment around the strikers because there's continual changes to lists at the so, moment but, with replacements. Okay. So there'd be but, 20 of them. But you haven't um, read them? No, because they, they'll get sent to someone and they, they go, they're double. So you get, I'll get an email and I'll get it in the WhatsApp coaches group. Okay. So I've Thank kind of goodness. been using WhatsApp this week rather than email. Whereas when I'm at home, I have my WhatsApp notifications off and I would read my emails. But right. 
And then, uh, yeah, you know, if you buy something online, there is a bit of stuff where, like, you've bought something for Christmas or you've bought something two weeks ago, and, that, yes. and they're all having Christmas sales. So there's a lot of that. Um, and then, do you ever you know, go through them all, of, or did your inbox just continues to fill up? Um, or do you just delete them all in a big chunk and not even read half of them? Yes. Okay. So once a month, I might just get, I'll get on the laptop where you can just like click yep. them all. It's it's hard to swipe and delete everyone on your phone. It take about four four weeks, wouldn't it? Yep. Yep. I mean, you'd be the same with all the cashies coming through. But yeah, you it's difficult. Re- you would read them all because you do them all. So. <laughs> That's right. You could miss an opportunity if you don't. Yeah. Exactly right. right. But if Hamish is listening, can you just apologise for me? Tim says sorry, Hammer, for his tardiness this morning. He wants to apologise. He's giving you the thumbs up, Tim. First apology the books. of the show. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> and you don't mean it either, so it's a so, waste No, of time. I do mean that, Hamish. I'm sorry I didn't check the email, and I would have been here because I was actually awake, sitting at I, home. I, the, thing that, the thing that I've learned about you in the six months we've worked together mm-hmm. is sometimes you're on and sometimes you're off. Like oh, yeah. Some days you will fire off... 3,000 text messages in our group chat. Yep. Other days, you'll be missing and actually won't hear a word from you. What's oh, going on? If you've got on? me, you've got me. <laughs> if we haven't, we haven't. Yeah, if you haven't, I'm off. <laughs> but like the last few days when I've been busy, genuinely, I know I say I'm busy a lot, but the last few days genuinely have been, is like you come into the end of the text thing, text thread, if you like, and you blokes have already kind of decided. So it's like, well, I'm not going to say something now that throws Hamish <laughs> into a hissy fit and disagree with it <laughs> or say, nah, do this or do that because... That's never stopped decided. you before. Well, what? No, I do, I, is... once the decision's already made, it's like you don't want to throw a spanner in the works. It's like That's good to know, Hammer. We'll keep so our... A few blokes can get it done. You're good. That's good to go, know. Go for your life. Okay. Um, what, what, now, before... what have you been doing without me there for the week, Brent? Um, just, just covering the hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah, been doing a lot of cricket, which is good. It's ramping up, which I, which I like. Uh, been a few... After work drinks, uh, I've got the Hurricanes launch tonight, which I'm looking forward to heading along to. Um, At the uh, yeah. Tasman Hotel? Yes. yes. Great venue. Along to that. Great yeah. venue. Have you, have you stayed I haven't, there? I haven't spent much time there, so I'm looking oh, forward to checking it there. out. Best okay. hotel in Tasmania, by far. And uh, obviously that's a cash for comment there. No, it's not at all. Uh, I've stayed there free a few stay. times. Paid full freight. Full and, freight. Absolute And lies. I can tell you, I believe, as someone who's travelled a lot, it's actually one of the better hotels in the country. And, <laughs> and you should go and stay there. Oh, no, it is. You're, you're telling me you paid what full about, freight. Yeah, have you been to Papina downstairs? <laughs> Tim, the restaurant. Have you been to, surely you've been to Papina. No, I, and I'm desperate to go there. Well, you need Maybe to that's go where we could have our SEN Tassie Christmas party. If you're home Maybe. next week, we get, get one we of the go rooms along. off the side of it. But no, you should, Brent, and everyone should go along and have a little little staycation down there. Well, you and know that is not cash for comment. Could, you know what could I love? be coming our way, though, after that. Well, jeez, you couldn't have pumped them up anymore. I know. You know what I like here? Hammer's in the corner, and he's got his headphones on, but he's on like mm. a delay, so he must be listening via the app We're a few seconds delayed. So you just look over there, and you see him chuckling away. And I'm thinking, what is he laughing at? But he's about five minutes behind, so I'm trying to work out exactly what he's laughing at. Uh, hey, before we get to our first break, yes. we didn't get to touch on this on Monday, mm-hmm. but how's your NBL super coach going, Tim? Terribly, from all reports. The person who would you put in charge of that? Because they're doing well, a don't terrible you worry about job. That. Well, no, we just look, Brent. I didn't go in this to win it. I went in this to interact with our listeners, and I want one of our our lovely loyal listeners to win this. I don't want like you and Hamish to try and <laughs> beat them. That's not you what this an is about. For, 
I'm this never going to remember the answer getting, for everything. Getting our community together and, and having some fun. And you two, as usual, trying to you know, turn it into something that it's not. <laughs> Listen to him. Um, yeah, you're battling, boy, mate. What about the stinking week I've had there? 233 yeah. points. Overall ranking of 8,112. I'm overall ranking of 3,530. And the hammer throwers are flying. 1,580. They sit. Oh, so they're going beautiful. It's one of the reasons I've stayed off my phone a bit this week because I've been expecting a call for like probably probably similar to what CJ Bruton's had. Oh, well, well done on getting him, Zach. You got your man. Oh, well done. stop it. You got, got your man. Man, don't be so ridiculous. Well, Tim, he went pretty hard. Yeah, but I wouldn't want anyone to get the sack. I think it's horrible. It is. I would never make it a personal thing. I hate when people do that. It's, it's like a coach of an organisation. that You can't tell me that he's the problem. There's a lot of things that go into a team. And a lot of it doesn't people. normally fall on one man. And yes, you need a bit of a circuit breaker at times, but mm. you need, they look like they need a fair bit of change, not just one man. And certainly not my, Brent, if you remember, on our show, my favourite NBL coach was? CJ Bruton. Correct. Who's your favourite NBL coach now? Well, obviously <laughs> outside the great Scott Roth. Yes. Who's everyone's favourite coach. This will be interesting. Um, who's your favourite now, Tim? Don't Google. NBL Don't. coach. <laughs> I'll have to have time to decide that. Yeah, because you can't name one. Except no, it's Scott. probably Gazy or Lindsay. Are you mean, are we talking all time? No, I'm talking about oh, current. Okay. Oh, current. Yeah, no, you can't go past <laughs> Rothy. Oh, dear. Um, the Hurricanes open and text line this morning. Tell us your favourite Hurricanes moment to win tickets to home games this season. Call us 1300-42-1533 or Texas 0437-552-535. We'd love to know also where you're listening from, what you're doing, who your name is. A couple of texts already rolled in this morning. Tim Boys has to be second to Rest Point and Country Club, who I believe to be commercial partners of your wonderful SEN Tasmania network. Absolutely. That t- <laughs> goes without saying that we weren't... It's like when you said, Wait, who's your no, favorite? no, no, you, you, yeah, not me. But when I'm you a said, big West Point man but when you said, who's, who's your favorite NBL coach? Obviously, it's Scott Roth. But I'm, yeah. you know, I'm trying to just broaden my horizons a little bit. The same with the hotels. Undoubtedly, Rest Point and Country Without Club, a doubt. You know, 100%. The premier venues, if you want to stay anywhere in Tasmania. Here's so another text. Trade. Oh, another one. Go. Morning, lads. Listening in from Melbourne Airport. Qantas flight delayed. Surprise, surprise. But on my way back home from the War on Drugs concert last night, just want to say thank you for the show. Thank you for your text this morning. That's a lovely text to get. And another one here. When Snapper or AJ are on, can you ask if they're doing the Taz Racing podcast this summer carnival? That has to be from Bear, doesn't it? You'd think. Probably. You didn't, you didn't read all, all that text either. Thank Did you not? for the shows this year. It's been all sorts of fun, and I've loved it. Hopefully, you guys oh. are back for 2024. Cheers, Flash from Latrobe. Oh, it's Flash. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't click man. on it. Thank you, Flash. That's lovely. Well, and uh, we are back track, for mate. 2024, thank goodness. Uh, I, I uh, think we are anyway. Well, I am. <laughs> I am. Is Hammer back? <laughs> we might have, have a word Hammer. <laughs> might, we might have a little bit of a shuffle, reshuffle of the batting order, but, yeah, we'll be back in some form. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer's giving me the wind-up. We're off to our first break of the morning. Coming back to talk with our draftee, Ari Schoenmaker next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. 
Our last show of the year, and Tim has already checked out. I looked down the screen. He's over at Adelaide. He's not in the studio. He's ducked out, and he's wandering in now. What What is going on? What is? What are you doing? You've Got checked out. out. <laughs> you, you weren't locked out. What were you doing out there? I could see what you were doing, but what are you actually well, doing? door. I got me fob. <laughs> Unbelievable. Continue. Uh, Favourite Hurricanes moment here on the Hurricanes open line, and it was when they got rid of the Pirates and brought back Captain Hurricane. What were they thinking with those Pirates? And that's from the artist formerly known as Kicker Collins who sent that in this morning. Thank you for that fake kicker. International man of mystery. Yeah, absolutely. And if you'd like to win some tickets to the Hurricanes, tell us your favourite Hurricanes moment on the text this morning, 0437 552. Five, three, five. Time to switch focus, though, now, Tim, to footy. And, of course, well, a few weeks ago... I didn't realise we were live on air. I thought you were winding me up. No, we actually are. Okay. <laughs> I, I did that last time, but we actually yeah, are. Yeah, you did. Yes. Uh, Ari Shalmaker joins us, who, of course, oh, was, was taken by the Saints in the draft a few weeks ago. Ari, good morning. Welcome back to the show, mate. Thank you. Good morning, boys. How you going, mate? Uh, you've been in the system for a couple of weeks now. How have you adjusted to life as an AFL player? Yeah, it's been... Um, I can't really explain it, to be honest. It's been the most just unreal thing. Um, it's taken a bit of a while to, to, to set in, I guess, uh, being around you know, AFL players and, and in the system and learning the structure of the day. Um, but, yeah, everything I could have I could have asked for, I guess. Uh, Ari, what about the transition into living in Melbourne? How are you? How have they set you up there? Are you sharing a house with young draftees, or are you sort of linked with a family or a senior player or anything like that? Yeah, so all the draftees are kind of split up as of now. We've got five of them, so there's, there's quite a few of us. But me and um, Angus Hasty, who's from Geelong, we live with Jack Steele, so pretty pretty fortunate there. So <laughs> I've just been settling in with Jack uh, up until Christmas. And then we'll all move out into a into a share house together after Christmas. What's been the, the biggest mind blowing thing so far? Is it you know coming across players you've looked up to and idolised for a while, or, or what's what springs to mind in that department, mate? Um, I'd say just the intensity, um, just of training, walking in at you know seven thirty eight o'clock, and it, it starts from there. Um, you know you've got to be mentally switched on through meetings and throughout the day, so. Yeah, just that, that step up of intensity um, and also, you know, watching players on TV and, you know, who you look up to. So just being around them daily is, yeah, incredible. Mate, can you tell us a bit about, or well, I know you haven't been there for too long, but about Ross the boss, what's what's he like? I imagine as a young draftee walking in the doors, he'd be fairly intimidating or has he got <laughs> a, a, a little bit of a softer side as well? Yeah, he's, he's pretty intimidating. Um He's, he's really good for, for the whole playing group and for me as well. I, I, I like Ross a lot. Um, you know, he's, he's hard. Um, he speaks well to the group, but then also throws in a funny joke every now and again, which, which settles you down a bit. But, no, nah, he's, he's, you know, the best in the business and, yeah, happy to, happy to have him as my coach. Let's go back to draft night, mate. I was really feeling for you. Obviously, a lot of attention on yourself heading into the draft. How nervous were you on draft night? Take us inside your, your mind and, and how difficult was it till your name was read out? Yeah, it was um, a pretty stressful two days for me, to be honest. Um, I had, you know, watched Colby and, and Leakey and Riley go the first night, knowing that, you know, there was about a 50% chance I might go and a 50% chance I might not. So 
you know, I had some friends over and we supported supported them as well as family. But um, yeah, now the second day was just even more stressful. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't thought I'd maybe be a chance um, early on the second night, uh, me and my manager. But obviously had to wait it out to, to the very end, and I wasn't actually even watching at the very end. I'd given up on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some of my mates were still watching, but I was outside, so I didn't even know who I went to until they all ran out, and I was. I was, they surrounded me. I was like, "Where, where, where am I going?" Kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, it was to, to you know finally just have it happen, and you know everything just rush away, and yeah, it was it was, it was great. I've I've always wondered on a, on a draft night for someone like you who once it's all said and done and your name's read out, do you really care? It's almost, in my opinion, it's almost a better situation to be going in as a slightly higher draft pick with less pressure and less expectation, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, what you take out of the draft is it doesn't matter what where you go in the draft, if it's rookie, if it's in the national, if it's top 10. You know, you look at Jack Sinclair, he was taken in the rookie draft um, and now is a BNF winner and, and an All-Australian as well. So, you know, you, you get your, your name read out and that's really just the start of it. You come in on day one with all the other draftees and, and everyone's at the same level, you know, everyone's starting again. So, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Harry Shailmaker is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. When we caught up... At Utah Stadium, a couple of days out from the draft hour, you were pretty confident you were headed to a Victorian club. Why was that, and and how much did you think St Kilda was in the frame? I suppose. Yeah, I thought um, I felt like I was pretty confident that I'd be I'd be going to a Melbourne club um, just because of what I've been through. Um, you know, they offer a lot of support, uh, kind of you know bigger bigger clubs. Um, you know, it's not so much of a move away from home. Um, so I knew that Melbourne was probably my best opportunity uh, to, to get picked up. But, um, yeah, Saints always showed interest throughout the season. So, you know, when their picks were coming up, you know, all the boys and myself were, were just hoping. But, yeah, no, they, they showed interest throughout the year and spoke to them a couple of times. So, yeah, I wasn't... I can't say I was too surprised that Saints picked me up, but I, I was really hoping it was going to be secure because I felt like, you know, that's the best fit. So, And the, the Saints as well has been home to probably, arguably, some of... Tasmania's greatest ever footballers, Ian Stewart, Daryl Baldock, and of course Nick Rewalt. Do you feel any pressure there, or is it just sort of pride that you can continue that that kind of legacy and hopefully become, you know, one of the Saints greats as well? Yeah, no, there's no pressure there. Obviously, I just look up to those players and want to continue their legacy. And you know, I've got Jimmy Webster there at the moment, who's Tassie boy as well from Glenorchy. So, yeah, just really stoked that you know I've been given an opportunity at St Kilda. Um, which is a really rich club in, in history and, yeah, looking to to just follow follow in their footsteps, I guess. Did you get a text from the Roo, a fellow Tassie boy, or not? No, I actually didn't. Oh, no. It's hard to get hold of. Not, not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, very good, mate. Well, we're wrapped for you. We can't wait to see how your career unfolds. All the best with... Uh, with your time at St Kilda, I'm sure you get a nice bit of downtime over Christmas too. So enjoy that and uh, all the best for the season ahead. Thanks for joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thank you very much, boys. Have a good one. Good luck. Harry Shalmaker. Uh, there he goes. What a start. Got Can't to ask to see him about his being branded the world's greatest kick. Yes. Yes, he is indeed. In the longest kick too on grand final day. Now, text in here, Tim. Guys, just want to say thank you to the SEN Tassie Breakfast team for the year. It has been great working with you guys. Hamish has been a godsend. Brent, a breeze to work with. And Tim, well, burnt me more times than I can remember. <laughs> Catching up with him this morning, I wonder he'll be paying for the coffee. 
you. That's from Justin, our sales manager. Yeah. I can tell you he'll be paying for the coffee, Justin. It'll Who? be you, my friend. So get your credit card ready. Well, isn't that how it works, though? Like, Is it? He asked me to catch up. He pays for coffee. Is that the rule? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. If I reach out to someone, can we have a chat or can we meet up? Then it's it's on me to pay for it. Well, will you be meeting up with him though? You have burned him a few times. Well, this year, I've got him. a uh, batters meeting at nine thirty. <laughs> oh, so, but we, but we come off air here at eight thirty, Brent. So I've got an hour. Okay. There. We might. I might if he's here on time, which he can be a little bit tardy with his with his times. We will probably just stroll down to the Adelaide Oval and I'll give him a quick look around if he likes. Oh, that'd be nice. It is SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'd love to hear from you this morning on our final show for 2023. Texas 0437 555. It's the Hurricanes open line. Send us your favourite Hurricanes moment to win some tickets to the games. Or call us as well. Say good day, 1300 42 15 33. We're very late for the news. Here it comes. Back next with Matty Reid from Taz Racing. Well, it's on the 23-24 Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. And, Tim, on the day they celebrate their year Taz Racing, the big Christmas party, I'm told, by Matty Reed. He joins us here in the studio. G'day, Snapper. You better not say too much about the Christmas party, Bruno. There's already enough people that don't think we do any work. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are celebrating this afternoon. Did um, did we get an invite, Bruno, as partners? Or? No, no, no. Okay. Not that I've seen, anyway. Oh, Don't give me in, that. You blokes would both be far too busy. Far too busy. It might be uh, in the emails that I haven't gone through. I'll, I'll check it while we're on air, just to see. <laughs> AJ will be best on ground, won't he? Surely. He always is. <laughs> he always is. Karaoke for AJ. Now, Has he carried on the mo? No, no, the mo's it? gone. No, the no, mo's gone. a shame. No. Look good. Now, Group 1 Hobart 1000. We had the heats mm. last night. I love this event. It's in the big final next week. How did everything play out last night? wasn't pretty for the locals, Breno. Six heats. Uh, we only managed to win two of them. We've got three runners qualified through for the final. It was a bit of an upset in the first one. Law reigned for Debbie Cannon. So Debbie Cannon's the last trainer to have won a Hobart 1000. It was in 2018 with Leroy Rogue. Yep. Uh, she's qualified Law Rain. Uh, Rojo Diamond was a really impressive winner and actually uh, the fastest of all of the heat winners. So he's a massive chance in the final for Robin Grubb. And we got Ducati Roy as well. Um, some really good performed interstate dogs. So the final is going to be a really strong event. It's next Thursday night. The box draws tomorrow night. That'll be absolutely pivotal for uh, basically shaping the market for the final and, and who will sort of establish themselves as favourite. It's part of a big night out at Elwick for the club. They have a Hall of Fame dinner and things like that. So we'll learn a little bit more after the box draw. But... Um, yeah, it didn't go great for Tassie, but that said, I think Rojo Diamond's a, a massive chance in the final. Did finish third in this race last okay. year. Yeah, cool. Can't see him on screen, Brent, but has he got his hat on? Yeah, it's on, on the, the right way. The right there way. he is. There is. Welcome yeah. back. Milwaukee Bucks too. He will Welcome back. Takes feedback on board, Payne. We won't make, make that mistake again. I remember walking in and you blokes nearly fell off your chair in the studio. <laughs> you just couldn't believe what you were seeing, so we won't do that again. I didn't mind it. He seems to support as many, if not more, teams than Hamish does. That's <laughs> true. He's got, a t he's got a bit of memorabilia, or what do you call it? A bit of kit for every team. But anyway, we've got some gallops action in Devonport, Reedy. The $50,000 Golden Mile towards the winner. Free entry into the Devonport Cup. Yeah, golden ticket race this one, Paney. So the Golden Mile, it kind of unofficially starts the Devonport Cup Carnival. So we go uh, Golden Mile, Sheffield Cup. 
Devonport Cup, and this is the first of those feature races. We haven't raced in Devonport for a while. A good program up there today in the twilight sort of time slot. They get a, a big crowd up on track. Uh, the feature race, I'm pretty keen on Miss Charlie Brown in, in this one. I thought she was unlucky in defeat last time. Uh, she's back on her home track. She doesn't have a great record there, but I think that's a little bit inconclusive. I think at $5, she represents great value in that race. And my actual best of the programs in the following race, race seven, number one, Sharma's last. Both of these runners are from the Adam Trindy yard. If you double them up, Paney, I think you'll get around 10 bucks for the two of them. Mm, Miss Charlie Brown right. around five, and Sharma's last a bit shorter, about $1.92 bucks he is. Very nice. Now, the Ladbrokes Community Sports Series, 76 grand in prizes up for sporting clubs, for 40 sporting clubs on three thoroughbred race days. Yeah, so we did this in, uh, well, 2023 on Devonport Cup Day with the carpet charge and now expanded to Hobart and Launceston Cup Days. But basically, there's a race on each of those days which is dedicated to this community sports series. One club will get a horse in each race. That horse wins 10 grand for your club. Free to enter, complete no-brainer. So for the Northwest clubs, it's Devonport Cup Day. The South clubs, it's Hobart Cup Day. And the Northern clubs, it's Launceston Cup Day. Uh, basically, jump on the website, register your club. It's LCSS, which stands for Labrokes Community Sports Series, .tasracing.com.au. So free to enter, register your club, potentially win 10 grand. It went to the Rosebury Athletics Club this year, and um, they're doing all kinds of stuff with 10 grand up there, I would imagine. <laughs> Very nice. We're right across Tasmania, right across summer. Joining the fun at the Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thank you, mate. You've been a, a great part of the show this year. We've loved having you on and AJ as well. And um, I'm sure, Timmy, you echo the same the same thoughts. Yeah, more reedy. More reading, AJ. <laughs> Did um, Payne I thought AJ one... started the show terrifically and then as he's just got bigger and bigger, he's kind of just, just burnt us. <laughs> And Reed, he's had to step up to the plate, and he's done himself and Taz Racing proud. No, he's a busy man. No, we look forward to, to coming back in uh, 2024 if we're invited. Really Absolutely. love the partnership with uh, SEN, and good luck with the with the strikers. Payne, did CJ Bruton greet you at the airport and help you with your bags? I was saying to Brent, I was on the same flight over as the whole team. Oh, wow. He Just got his man in the end, though. That's put, very awkward. Got, got his my man. sonnies on and put the hat right down over the thing. I thought, jeez, mm. I hope I don't have to sit next to him. <laughs> Thanks again, mate, for your contribution to the show this year. Really appreciate it. Matty Reid from Taz Racing joining us in the studio. We're here thanks to Kubota for over 40 years we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We're off to a break. Coming back to talk all things sport next, including the start of the BBL and a wild night in the NBL in Cairns. That's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Heaps of texts rolling in on 0437 552 after your favourite Hobart Hurricanes moment on the Hobart Hurricanes open line for your chance to win some tickets. Um, favourite Hurricanes moment from David in Launceston was the big run chase at Marvel Stadium, Tim, versus the Renegades, Benny McDermott Century well. and last over heroics from Stuart Broad. Thank you, David, yep. for your text this morning. That was a good good win, wasn't it? That was a great win. One of the, That was one of the all-time great wins. And, and this is... This isn't a, a Hurricanes moment as such, but another cricketing moment. Good morning, boys. Once Kicker Collins is unmasked, can you ask him, is there any truth to the story he may have dropped Shane Watson on 295 in a grade cricket match and the ball bounced off his forearm and landed over the rope for a six, which would have taken what to his 300, only for Kicker to tell the umpire it bounced inside the line for a four. <laughs> uh, thanks for your text this morning. We've got to unmask him. We've got another... Have you... 
Another one from uh, Rob. Yes. Thanks, Tim and Brent. Loved your show. Bigger and better in 24. Would it be possible to have a weekly focus on one footy club history? That doesn't history make of a, a footy sense. club, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. On, have a focus on one footy club's history. Mm-hmm. Great to learn more about local footy achievements. We could probably do that. Well, hand it, hand it over to Hamish. Have a have a weekly. I don't footy, mind it. Footy club focus in footy season. And if you want to tell us what you'd like to see on the show in 2024, let us know. Text us in like Rob has and uh, give us some advice. 0437 552 What would you like to see? We're here thanks to Kubota, of course, for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Plenty to talk about. But first, Tim, a sports update thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. The Brisbane Heat kicked off BBL 13 with a dominant 103-run victory against the Melbourne Stars overnight. New Zealand opener Colin Munro was the star, making an unbeaten 99 to help the home side to a daunting total of 214. The Stars failed to fire in the second innings and were bowled out for just 111. The Hurricanes start their season this Monday at Utah Stadium against the Sixers. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Did you watch much of it last night, Timmy? Yeah, I did. I um, I was sort of in and out a little bit, but um, yeah, we're playing um, the Brisbane Heat tomorrow night, so it was actually not bad for us to get a bit of a look at them and see how they set up. But obviously, tomorrow night they'll be without um, Usman and Mana, so they'll bring in uh, some new guys there. Potentially, Tazzy's Charlie Wakeham, who I saw was one of the replacement players they've signed recently. So. Um, you know, Chuck's been in super form for Tassie in, in all formats of the game, so hopefully he gets a chance. But um, we're going to have our work cut out for us. They batted brilliantly last night. Colin Munro was outstanding opening the batting. <laughs> I'd like you to finish on 99 not out, but, um, yeah, they've started their campaign super well. Hopefully they didn't get a lot of sleep last night. They have a rough flight down today, and they're tired at the start of tomorrow night's game because, Brent, you know more than anyone how hard it can be to travel and then play the next day. So... Um, we will see how they pull up. That's true. That is true. Uh, now, no, I don't want to dwell on this too much because we had a good go at it on Monday with Mitch Johnson and his article in the in the West Australian. But what did you make of, um, I guess, his criticism of George Bailey and, and asking, hope he's okay? Yeah, oh, again, like Mitch has got his, his podcast and, and had his say on it. I, I know George um, obviously very well and I don't think that was the direction he would have been taking that in that is for sure he's um he can be a bit of a smart aleck george at times which is um something we love about him but yeah i don't think he was going down the mental health path but uh, i mean i i just think or i hope that they they all chat at some stage and and just bury the hatchet and get some things off their chest and and move on but um you know as we've said on monday's show everyone's entitled to their opinion um you know whether it's on teams being selected or or who's opening the batting that's the great thing about sport that's why um, people love listening to shows like this they love watching sports shows on tv because it is it, it people get to give their opinion and agree and disagree but what we don't want to see is that spill into a an, into a personal nature so hopefully the three of them can bury the hatchet at some stage and we don't hear any more of it just quickly we've got a bit to get through here pm's 11 game you watch much of that so far didn't watch a lot of it, but we had it on um, in the screen yesterday. So we're, as we're sort of coming in and out of the change rooms, but um, what 
stands out to me is probably a couple of wasted opportunities from the two openers in particular, Bancroft and Marcus Harris, who would be vying for David Warner's spot. Um, Bancroft 53, Harris 49. So I don't think, again, they any of them have jumped right out of the pack there um, and made George and Andrew McDonald's job any easier to pick that replacement when the time comes. But uh, Matthew Renshaw's at the crease, 18 not out. He's another one that's been spoken about that can, can potentially fill that role. And um, Cameron Green as well, back in, playing some red ball cricket for the first time in a while. He's, he's 19 not out. So, um, yeah, I don't think we learned a lot. It was a pretty slow low wicket that you sort of get in Canberra. Uh, Jordan Buckingham, of course, from South Australia, took five for 80. He looked um, good. He did, but, I mean, again, you looked at it. The bowl, the keeper was up to the stumps, which isn't a great look, is it? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw Jimmy Pearson's catch down the leg yeah, side it was a ripper. to get rid of yep. Safraz Ahmed, but unbelievable yep. catch. But, again, it's, you know, I find watching cricket like that when the wicket's so slow that one of the quicker bowlers going around the country has the wicket keeper up to the stumps. I don't love it. Let's go to basketball. Really sad news that Milton Dore lost his father last weekend and, and so impressive that he played that game against the Adelaide 36ers last Saturday night only hours after finding out that news. Didn't tell anyone, Tim, until yeah. after the game. That, yeah, so he found out just before I read. Yep. Is that yep. right? Yep. That's and went out there and, and player of the game as well yeah. in that win <laughs> and yeah. then pulled Scott aside after the game and said, this has happened back home and obviously he's headed back to the United States with his, his wife and two kids and will miss tomorrow's game against the Breakers in New Zealand. So thoughts with Milt and his entire family after that really sad news. Um, but big, big game. Sh over... Shows the, the strength mentally of, oh, of some sportsmen. I think, amazing. I think not to that extent, but there's a lot of sports people that have to go out and perform with stuff like that going on in the background of their lives. And, um, uh, it's a real skill to be able to, you know, set that aside or what do you call it, departmentalise mm. something and just focus on your job and then deal with it after. And, and we've seen it a lot with some amazing sports people that they almost get better when they get out on the court and they, they're able to let go for that half an hour or 40 minutes. But, yeah, to have your father pass away, not tell anyone, go out, be the best player on the court. Is, you know, it's an Amazing. astonishing effort, really. So who, who will come in and who, how will we cover him, Brent? Well, Lockie Barker's making the trip over. He's the injury replacement player, as they call it. But I, I asked Scott this yesterday, this very question. He said he hasn't decided yet, but I'd be stunned if it wasn't Sean McDonald replacing him in that starting five tomorrow night. He, he alluded to Clint Steiner and Junior Madut as well, but yeah. Shawnee Mack, for me, very, very good player. He's just so underrated. Well, he's not really... He wouldn't be underrated internally, but he is just... He's a development player still, and he's yep. he's going so well for us. So, did you when you said you spoke to Scott? Was that at a press conference or? It was Tim. Yes, got yesterday. To one. Well done. Yeah, well yeah done, no, got there. Um, <laughs> Just quickly you, too. Did you oh, ask? Sorry, yeah. Did you ask him how are they going to handle the long haul flight? I did, and yep. his what, words resented. His quote was, and it's on my social media if you'd like to have a look at it. He said, "My dad would jump out of his grave and strangle me." If he knew I was complaining about travel, oh. words to that effect. There you go. <laughs> he goes, do your job, basically. Yeah. Um, hey, we've got to get to the news and or another break first of all. But uh, just quickly, the game in Cairns last night played the second half without a shot clock. Tim, the air conditioning went off in Cairns. Imagine how hot that would have been inside the stadium. It Probably was a mess. Not as in here at the moment, I would suggest. Um, 
<laughs> it was how, a mess. How would you have gone in that situation? Because we did speak a little bit off air that apparently the court announcer should have been giving 10 five-second yes. calls. You would have loved that attention. Oh, a bit of hang time, wouldn't it? <laughs> a bit of hang time. You'd have been yeah. making it up, wouldn't you? So, yeah, they, they decided not to have one, but I think the rules state, I'm not sure if it's an NBL rule or NBA or whatever, but if there's no shot clock, the court announcer has to go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So that would be interesting. Well, anyway. Sorry, quickly, Brent, because I didn't watch yes. it. Yes. Okay. So what happened? How did they then play a point or, a, you know, like... Well, a... I think that one of the last plays, the Kings took 40 seconds. I'm pretty so sure. There, you could. If you wanted to, you could hold on to the ball in your court. Half, yeah, you could because the there's no shot clock. Whether and there was, was a just... gentleman's agreement to say, you know, let's try and get, and, and I don't know, you wouldn't count in your head, I suppose, but it's, we, I think we all know how long it, how long longer than 24 ish. seconds would be. Yeah, so, ish. But there already wasn't a gentleman's agreement that there is no shot clock. Yeah, they, they had to so agree. Both agreement, teams had to agree. As long as you like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they said to each other in that gentleman's agreement, let's try and pretend there is one still, I and guess. Was the 42nd was the one, was that the longest play? I think so. I, was, I only had half an eye on it at times because I was trying to get the kids to bed at the same time. But yeah. uh, it was Do a they mess. They have, um, like in cricket, you've got third umpires and match referee at the NBL. Yeah, you got you got the three umpires on court, then you got the sideline referee, then you got the people back in the in right. the um, bunker so, too. So, so would it have been impossible? You know, have you have you these iPhones these days are amazing. I don't know if yeah. you've got one, but you yeah. could have gone. There's this little app on it. It's like a little clock, and you can go on it and you have a stopwatch. Could yep. someone have just stood there with a stopwatch and sung out? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. The court announcer should have done it. They were talking about putting it on the big screen at some point. They didn't do that. It's so not, I'm not it sure. shouldn't be the court announcer's job. It's Someone who's officiating the game. Well, a referee can't run around with an iPhone. Or a side ref. Yeah. Why couldn't he sit there with a stopwatch in his hand? They could. I'm sure. Why didn't they? I don't know. I don't know idea. Anyway, we are so late, so late for this commercial break. We're here thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. I want to have as much time for hammer time as we can, Tim. So I want to get to this break and come back and wrap up the first hour next here on our final show of SCN Tassie Breakfast for 2023. It is, and we're powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. I don't want to talk too much here, Tim, because hammer time awaits us after the news. And he's come loaded, the great man. I can't wait to see what he's got for us. Renamed. Hammer time. Yep. Yep. I don't mind it. Here is the news for you now. Coming back with Hamish Spence, our special guest after this. Good morning. <laughs> Listen to that. Uh, that would be a hammer, Tim. That would be a hammer like sound effect because it is time for hammer time. Right, yeah. But you know what's happened? He's run out of the studio to go and find Nath Ellis because he got lost. So here he comes. Hammer, your segment is live, my friend. Over to you. I'm very nervous about this. Oh, yeah? Before he starts, Brent, can you tell him? Big boy voice, nice and loud. Yeah, see, that's right. Be be strong and confident. I can't wait to wind him up too like he winds me up. Yeah. I'm trying to finish a segment too. So off you go, Hammer. The floor's yours. Oh, what are we doing? You <laughs> thank you for letting me finally talk, guys. Uh, good to see Nathan Ellis there. But we're doing Hammer Time or what is the best moments of SEN Tazzy Breakfast for the year. We is won't... there any? Uh if you look at the ratings, there are quite oh, a few. Yeah, good point. Good point. But we're going 
we're going to start it off. Uh, we're nothing without our guests, and we were blessed to have a lot of expert tipsers on, mainly Bear Robertson and Damien Wright. And the good thing was, even though they didn't tip us too many winners, they still found a way to contribute in more ways than one. Oh, it's a bit rough. Righty tips six winners. Oh, goodness me. I when cannot believe it. When a man <laughs> texts our producer... And demands his own audio. Wow. Demanded his own audio. <laughs> I think it's a show. I think it's a first for the show. Extraordinary uh, behaviour. I want my theme song, uh, he said, or I'm not coming on. There's one in race two, number four, called Loudmouth. So that might be one for Breno to get on board. He's legendary when I'm not on air for the last uh, three or four weeks. So Hang on, we're a team here. Team has been too. Oh, geez, the fire alarm's gone off. I've <laughs> oh, no. What about this text that's just come through? Why don't we get Bear to throw a dart at a dartboard this week? <laughs> Would be more of a chance of getting a winner. <laughs> it's costing me my hard-earned oh. cash. I love that. Uh, I wouldn't be getting good. 180 on the dartboard. That's for sure, Tim. Right. <laughs> Oh, well, that was great. And, <laughs> and in all seriousness, thank you to those guys because yes. I know how popular they were with our yep. audience and they provided us with a lot of entertainment. But one of the few benefits of being the producer dare. of the show is you can <laughs> hide your own mistakes, which I have to say there weren't too many. I've operated at a pretty elite level this year. But it's mm. fair to say that we all make mistakes as these audio shows. Overall rank 105. <laughs> Overall what? Overall, did I hear that correctly? Overall rank. Thank <laughs> right. you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, great result for him. Sorry, there, BP. I tapped the sound off there. Remains important <laughs> for the industry. Oh, Tim, you're up. No, no, sorry, mate. You, you. Uh, mate, you're, you're away. All right. um, so talking to our you, managers, trying to come inside <laughs> from outside. Is it different given some as a teammate? Like, do you guys work together at all, or? Summer's, Summer's the Canadian girl. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I wouldn't have run that clip if you were in studio, mate. Oh, so it's very... Uh, Hang on. Yeah, I have the, that was the moment all, of the year. We all know what happened there. It was a simple mix-up. Simple <laughs> mix-up. I read one question and then read the name from the other. It's I've been it was fairly stitched up for that. <laughs> no, she was heartbroken. She yeah. said you were a favourite cricketer, yeah. but I don't think anymore after that. Mucked it up. No, we patched it up. But another favourite of the shine, someone who regularly texts in, is Damien Gill. And it's a good thing he does because we like to give people some honest feedback. You give me plenty. Yeah, we do. And it's fair to say that we gave him some pretty good feedback about Direct. not only social media etiquette, but also just how he should present himself when he's out and about. And I wasn't there, but I did see a photo posted from our one of our esteemed guests the other day. Yeah. Did you see the photo? No. Who was that? Gilly. All oh, right. Yeah. What did he put up? Well, he he put a photo up. I think with the two guys from the Penguin Footy Club. Yeah. And yeah. the old shirt was done had come up a bit. The belt oh, no. was still done up. You could see a bit of his Your his belly. Can... <laughs> belly. Haven't you seen that? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's posted that himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, his shirt needs a bit of an iron too. <laughs> In that first part <laughs> on you, mate. Don't ruin it. Hold, hold fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have lost it. We, we have lost it in the studio. I hadn't seen the photo of Damien Gill at the Hall of Fame on Friday night till Tim Payne oh. pointed out to me, but I've 
gone and I've zoomed it up and you can see <laughs> some skin. You can see some of his guts hanging out oh. in the photo. And he looks so happy too and he just doesn't realise. And you know what? The, no, the I think he does realise. The, the funny thing about all this is he's posted that himself. He's he like, has. Here's a good photo that is good enough for my, my social media. I'm going to whack that up. Love your work, Gillian. Of course, <laughs> doing a great job at AFL. Oh, Taz. don't suck up to him, Hammer. Oh, no. Well, I respect it. I think Tim said at the time he was very bold. He put that photo up, even he's though his guts man. was handing up, even though I think Paul Linda had to censor it afterwards yes. for all the <laughs> children it. out there. But another important element of the show is our fans. We've gotten a lot of great feedback and texts from people throughout the year. But this message from one of our fans, I think, takes the cake. Dear Tim Payne, I wanted to take a moment to express just how much I admire and support you as my favourite cricketer and an incredible inspiration. Your journey in cricket has been nothing short of awe-inspiring, and I've been a dedicated fan throughout. In honour of your contributions to cricket and the inspiration you've provided, I've been working on a short film dedicated to you. We're still waiting for that too. Well, all I can say is watch out Oppenheimer, watch out Barbie, that's going to be a real... Oscar winner there. Oh yes. So I still can't think, wait. I still think that's Hamish. <laughs> I, I get enough of you, mate. I don't need to make a yeah, short yeah. film about you. Believe me. But uh, <laughs> I was out at uh, Glenorchy Footy Club a few weeks ago, being a real nuffy, seeing Brody Majek, yes. and also help contribute to the community because they're trying to save Glenorchy Pool after a very unfortunate incident there that's just ruined it for everyone. And we even talked about it on the show here. That's interesting. That, that does need a refurb. There's no doubt about it. That water slide out there, which used to be awesome when you're a kid, but I think I went out there a couple of years ago with the kids. It takes you about <laughs> half, an hour, to get, <laughs> half an hour to get down the thing. It's what, the, the water flows? Yeah. Couldn't, well, you, well yeah, you're probably a bit heavier than when you were a kid. It's probably above my playing weight. But, um, <laughs> Although technically that should make, make you move down right, Exactly. It was just sort of pushing oh, well, myself along trying to get down We apologise to any kids who <laughs> stand behind Brent Costello. <laughs> the pool slide. <laughs> Oh, they're still recovering. Uh, like, I signed the petition, but I'm not sure if they'll ever be able to recover. But <laughs> so did I. Just, just our final thing. Now, if we do hopefully have our Christmas party, and I reckon hopefully Tim will just put his car behind the bar, considering how much he makes, just to take care of the crew. But it's fair to say that Brent won't need to get Paney a present because mm. he already gave him a big gift early in the year. I want to ask you a question. Are you missing anything from your life at the moment? Oh, that could, that could plenty of things. Plenty of things. One of the reasons why I leave the keys in the car, Brent, is because I lose, I lose stuff daily. Correct. Wallets. Correct. Phones. Correct. Keys. Cards. Correct. So, as I said, I'm making way across the car park. I get Brent, Brent, Brent. I turn around. This poor bloke's coming and chasing me, waving his arms at me with something. Where was this? At the casino? Yeah, at the casino. Well, I don't I'm down there car. too often. Anyway, this bloke was from a rival car company, uh, not Kia. Oh. A rival car company. He said, "You've just triggered a memory. I have been oh, trying. I was thinking ages ago, where was the remote to my garage? Is that where you're going with this?" He said, "I want to set it up first. <laughs> you bought a, a car off him, and then you've had to call back a couple of months later. Saying, Mate, look, I've got this new gig." Blah, blah, blah. I've got a beautiful new car. That's hilarious. Any chance you could buy the Kluger back off me because I've got a freebie now. Big Daddy. That's hilarious. Matthew O'Shea's chased me Great down man. and said, could you please give this to Tim? <laughs> Thank you. There it is. 
your remote for your garage or hammer of i've actually been when you're at the party hammer and i were down there doing a garage sale we, oh, yeah. we, we opened her up and well, uh, sold all your stuff so well, you didn't check thank that you out. for that <laughs> good on you maddie i actually forgot all about that. very good hammer nice it's been work great to have it back I've got one more, Brent. It's not a, a huge highlight. It was actually probably a low light of mine mm-hmm. when Hamish has come on air and slammed me as the worst ever Australian captain. Well, I think you weren't here to defend yourself either. Yeah, let's listen to that, please, Link. An absolutely incredible Australian captain. It would be nice if we knew a good Australian cricket captain. <laughs> Very nervous Just, there. You could probably hear the foundation in my voice. But he never comes on and pots you. It's always no. me. And After all you've done for him too, Tim. I know. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> you have to cop I that. mean, again, where we situated there downstairs in the Mercury building, for those who don't know, upstairs is the university where we went upstairs and picked <laughs> the young, uh, raw, some would say shy talent out of a very big pool upstairs. Yes. And that's the thanks I get. <laughs> I we could have picked anyone in that room and we picked Hamish. And then he slams me live on air. We should get to a break. Do you want to take us to a break, Hammer? Yeah, absolutely. So up next, we've got the Hurricanes captain, Nathan Ellison. Of course, if you want to text in your favourite Hurricanes moment, uh, we're giving out home tickets to every game this year. Call us 1300 42 or text us 0437552535. Of course, breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter shaping and building Australia together. Oh my After the God. back, we'll have Nathan Ellis live in studio. Hammer time, we'll be back. <laughs> oh boy. We're powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter shaping and building Australia together. Don't forget to get us on the Hobart Hurricanes open and text line this morning 0437 Tell us your favourite Hurricanes moment to win tickets to home games this season. One man that will be in the thick of it is the new captain of the Hobart Hurricanes, Nathan Ellis, who's in the studio. G'day, Nath. Morning. How are you? Going well. Going well. Nelly. Nice to see you. Can I tell you what, he he's, he's mixes into the background beautifully in that uh, Hurricanes top. Sponsors <laughs> are sticking out superbly. Yeah, watch out. I'm coming for your seat here, I think. Yeah, well, that's well, what you do well today, mate. I actually don't think I've got one anymore after our last segment. I think Hamish has just cleaned house. I think me and Brent are both gone. He brought humour. He did. He brought us in and out of the ad. He gave us what's coming up next. He's made us redundant, Brent. He has. Anyway, let's talk about more important things. Uh, you're the new captain of the Hurricanes, Nath, which is exciting news. How are you feeling heading into the season? Yeah, I am excited. I'm probably sort of going in a little bit bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, having not done a hell of a lot of captaincy. So um, excited a little bit nervous, probably a good amount of naivety, and then, um, you know, hopefully we can start well and have a good season. Nelly, have you noticed anything? I know you've only been together as a group for a few days, but anything different feels different to you now that you are captain, or are you going about things uh, in a pretty similar manner to, to you always have? Um, a little bit. There's some ch- been some changes um, throughout the staff and stuff in the back in the background and um, obviously I've come in as skipper now so but the team itself the core squad hasn't changed a hell of a lot so it still feels pretty similar I'm just sort of trying to take on um, what we've built over the last few years and then you know leave my little thumbprint and um, hopefully have a you know positive effect. We've always been thereabouts haven't we with the squads we've got I just got a feeling this year or this season we might have the team to go to the next level do you feel that too like some players that we don't know a lot about um 
that we've recruited and some some superstars. What's the well. next level, Brent? Just winning the curiosity. title, Tim. Winning okay. the title. All right. mm. That's that's two levels. Finals first. <laughs> we've been to finals, though, Tim. The next oh, okay. level. I thought yeah. you meant from last just, year. Just shut up. Okay. Yeah, well, I feel like I sort of said this last year, but I think we're even at a, at a, a better level again this year. We've got some blokes who have um, played a lot of cricket around the world, some blokes um, who are really experienced, and we've also got the sort of the youthful exuberance as well, some fresh faces. Um, so some good balance. And I think that for me is going to be a huge positive. So I've got, the, I've got guys around me who have been there and done it, which will, which will help me. And um, as you said, hopefully go to that next level and, and make and win the final. Um, what about, you mentioned quickly some new staff. Graham Hicks, one of those. How's he settled in? He's one of the great men. Yep, very good. Seamlessly. So he's, he's been straight in. He's been on the wanger nonstop. So um, yeah, I think Haney's uh, put him to the test early. Um, you can't break that man. No. Remember Graham Hick, Brent, who uh, played for was Zimbabwe, but played for England, played Test cricket for England. He has got one of the great robotic arms. The man never breaks. <laughs> he can wang twenty four seven. It's incredible to watch, and he can put it on a two cent piece. Yeah, well, I think Tim David arrived last night, so um, you know that could be a, a new challenge for him. Not so much as the ball's going down, but the ball's coming back. So. <laughs> I've had that a bit with Chris Lynn here yeah. yesterday. I've actually put a helmet on. I was absolutely petrified. But yeah. <laughs> what about the overseas players? Are they are they all arrived, and and what do they bring to the table in terms of their experience and and obviously their roles in that team? Yeah, well, I think the first and foremost, I think the draft had a lot of. Um, you know, strong talent and good players, but we sort of went for not only obviously experienced and talented players, but good blokes. Um, and that's, you know, never true with Sam Haynes. Sam Haynes has been here for three or four days now and he's fitted in seamlessly. He's from um, Queensland himself. So, um, yeah, he's a great bloke. We've had CJ Land last night. I've had a little bit to do with um, Chris Jordan and um, he's a great bloke. I'm really excited for him to get around some of the younger guys who... Yeah. Um, either haven't played or might not play, but he's he was really good for me in my initial IPL, um, and re- he really enjoys working and talking cricket with the with the younger quicks. So, um, and then Corey Anderson, you know, never met a bad Kiwi, so um, <laughs> I think he gets in on Saturday. I think he gets in either tonight or tomorrow. So yeah, he'll be ready to go. And um, yeah, as I said, you know, we've got some good cricketers, but some good people as well. How about Hurricanes? Captain Nathan Ellis is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Uh, what about the imports, Nathan? For whatever reason, hasn't quite worked for us a lot of the time when we get these batsmen down here particularly who have been some of the best in the world and, and they haven't been able to go on with it. What, what do you think it is? I asked Jeff Vaughan the same question the other day. Can you put your finger on it? Um, not really. You know, I've heard some the witchcraft and some curses going around. <laughs> I hope it's not that. But um, Traditionally, we've, we've actually done, in hindsight, we've done really well. We've got some really good young players who potentially came over a bit fresh um, a couple of them it was their first time being an overseas player and they've gone on to achieve really big and great things like Harry Brook and Will Jackson players like that so you could argue maybe we got them a year early or um, you could also argue the experience here at the Hurricanes was you know the stepping like the stone platform. for them to yeah exactly <laughs> for them to kick on but um, yeah for me personally now I think being an over having been an overseas player I think it comes with a different pressure um, and I'm really pro um, making our overseas players feel comfortable and wanting them to prioritise their impact off the field over their impact on the field. I think cricket, it's a fickle game. You can have, um, you need a lot of luck and a lot of momentum. So if it's not going your way, I think if you can um, impact off the field, I, I, I value that more than anything. Nelly, what about your opening combination? Changed it around a few times last year, albeit with the same sort of two or three guys. It, do you expect it to be weighty? 
and Caleb, or is there sort of um, some sort of thought that you could use? Because Wadey's been unbelievable in that series in India as a finisher. It's almost a hard thing to, to figure out where you can put him. He could be the best opener in the competition and he could be the best number six. How do you sit on that and where do you see him playing this tournament? Yeah, I was, <laughs> it was a bit, a bit of a bittersweet one. We've talked about him opening the batting a lot. Um, and I'm really pro that. And then he's gone at number seven for Australia recently and he scored some runs. So it's throwing a bit of a spanner in the works. But I think he's most dangerous um, up the top. I think we've got world-class finishers in Tim David and Corey Anderson. Um, you pair that with Chris Jordan, who's, who's been smacking it in the last 18 months as well. Um, I think Wadey at the top, especially with the shorter power play, I think he's going to be um, dangerous. And for my, in my mind, it's you know your best players, your most dangerous players facing the most balls. So... Um, that's where I sit with it. Do you think he's playing best himself to... into the World Cup? I think he has to go and has to play in the eleven now, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I think it's still a long time away. I think so. Like he was very good um, in India. Um, unfortunately, didn't get to see the combinations with with Stoin going home early, um, which I think that was a big um, plan for that series. Um, but yeah, for mine, he's in the best team, so I'd have him on the plane. And Vaughn, he said the other day, your best 11, a core group will probably play every game, obviously, but it'll depend on conditions and venue and opposition. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, in a ten, it's 10 games now from 14, and I think everyone needs to be ready. And I think that's sort of the squad we've built. We've got options. Um, we've got all-round options. We've got pace options. We've got spin options. So not only will it be facilities and, and, and grounds, but also um, you know people's physical prep and all those sort of things. You'd like to get yourself into a position where you have the luxury of being able to rest people and stuff like that. But um, yeah, with the squad we've got, we've got lots of options. And I think in the last couple of years, you know, we've been stacked at the top and you've got Tim David and guys like that that can finish innings, but had a bit of a weakness through the middle and Sam Haynes obviously been a really astute pick. Although he's not a massive name, but for people in cricketing circles who've watched a lot of cricket, he's just about the perfect fit for the Hurricanes team, isn't he? Absolutely. I think, he, he, as you said, he complements both our top um, and middle to lower order really well. Um, we sort of spent a lot of time on that number four spot. There was obviously a spanner in the works with that West Indies series that England are on. Um, we took a gamble with Sammy. One, he's a, a great bloke, and two, he's a great cricketer. And I feel like he's on the precipice of, of going to that next level. He's had a little, yeah. a little taste of it. And coincidentally, just after the draft, he played against Ireland for England and got 80-odd. Um, so yeah, he's already shown how classy he is and um, we're really lucky to have him, I think. Last one before we let you go, Nath. What will you feel tomorrow night when you turn on the telly, you see this man in a horrible... What colour do you wear, Tim? I, is it... I don't think you'll be seeing me on the telly, Brent. Just oh, you'll, mate, you'll, you, you know how to find a camera, Tim. You'll be... What are you doing? I'm showing you Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible colour. Trader, does Trader come to mind, Nath, when you look at the man down the screen now? He bled, bled purple for so long. And, it, and the cash talks and he's off. No, nah, it'll yeah. be right. He's, he's got himself a good gig. Adelaide Oval. Adelaide this time of year. Do you get the New Year's venue. game? Yeah, the New Year's Eve. What a venue. Really this, honestly, Brent, and Nelly, you know this. The facilities here, aren't they? They are off the show. Yeah. It is yeah, just well. about the best venue for cricket in the world. Well, if you can, just ask the groundsman to put a little bit more in the wicket than they did last year for us. <laughs> yeah, it was 200 plays 200. Wasn't it was 230. I would expect it will probably be the same this year from what I saw yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Mate, good luck. Can't wait to see how it all unfolds for you and your team. And uh, Monday night, Utah Stadium in Launceston against the Sixers. All the best. And thanks for joining us in the studio. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Good Nathan luck, Nelly. Enjoy. Cheers, mate. The Hobart Hurricanes captain in the studio. We're off to the news. Coming back to talk more sport next. Welcome back to SEN Tassie Breakfast, our final episode for 2023. Before we move on, I want to give a quick shout-out, a special shout-out to Will Plum, who later this month will be attempting to run the Western Arthur Range Traverse. It's one of the state's most difficult walks, but Will's doing it for his mum, who was sadly diagnosed with multiple myeloma in 2018. He's aiming to raise $20,000 for Myeloma Australia and has already secured more than $16,500 so far. So if you want to donate, go to the Just Giving page called Will's Big Run, a fundraiser for Myeloma Australia. So all the best to him, Paney. Uh, a few texts in here. Look at the, Would you like to read the one off the top of the text machine, please? Absolutely. And I totally agree with this one. More hammer time from Hamish's mum. And you know what? I said to Hammer, come here. And he looked at, I said, is this really your mum? And he said, yes. Isn't that cute? Yep. That's lovely. Uh, morning, lads. Fantastic year for the SEN Taz team. Memorable Hurricanes moment last year when we looked like no chance making 120 at UTAS. Got the heat for 118 with a Tim David run out at the death. Low scoring, hard to watch at times. Certainly memorable. It was. That's from was. Glossy and Lonnie. Thanks for your contribution to the show, Glossy, to a regular texter in. Another in 2023. One in here, Breno. Hey, mm-hmm. lads, love the show this year, and I'm glad we finally got Brent to jump off the fence. Have a good Christmas. Have a good Christmas Cheers from Josh. Josh. Good on you, I'd Josh. Say, I haven't got him completely off the fence, but every now and then. Has every now and then. Good nice. to meet Josh, too. It's good meeting the, the punters that listen out in the, on the streets, Tim. It's, uh, it's my favourite part of the show. Here's another one. Tim, if you're a selector, who would, you, who would be your preferred opener to replace Warner? Don't know, Brent, right now. It's plenty of time. Oh, don't you splinters? So, Put your neck no, on the I line. Think, well, I think I think Marcus Harris probably should still be the front runner. Cameron Thank Bancroft you. scoring a lot of runs, but Marcus Harris has been the next in line for a long time, hasn't done anything wrong himself, has been on tours, missed a bit of cricket, and that can be a hard place to be, believe it or not. So I, I would still have him slightly ahead. Um, but, yeah, no, someone's got to jump out of the box in the next few months there's still still plenty of time for someone to put their hand up and take that rob still time to send us a text this morning with your favorite hobart hurricanes moment 0437 552535 we're off to a break and actually no we're not we're going to talk about this very quickly tim did you see the news yesterday about charles hand park behind your old stomping ground over there yeah at rosney college side of the road yes that everyone thought Got me off guard yesterday when I heard this. So, so is there enough room the, there for two ovals? Well, that's what I thought. But I, I drove past last night actually, and it's bigger than you think. But there's a, it's big enough to put a ground the size of the MCG on there. So that would the, the preferred option is to have the ground there with the admin and training facility on that side, yep. and then have another oval on the on the golf course side. And that that's the preferred model. the The second what? option and would be to flip it around. Dig a tunnel underneath. Well, maybe, yeah. We've got, we've got the overpass there already. The boys, I'm sure, would love to walk across the overpass to get to the second mm, oval. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but then, yeah, there'd be a mirror. So the second option would be to have it all on the golf course and then the second oval over on, on Charles Hand Park. So nice. uh, that'll be voted on Monday night by the council. Oh, um, do you reckon it'll get through, Brent? Well, you'd hope so. Well, it's, it's got the best of both worlds because everyone was talking about the green space they still wanted and you'll still have that with the golf course to do something else with that next to the second oval. So I think everyone's sort of catered for. Mm, no, I agree. I think it'll get through. But obviously, Gilston Bay was overlooked in the end. Um, 
Cambridge is still interesting because I don't think the council owns the land down at Cambridge, speaking to the mayor, Brendan Blomley, yesterday. So whether that's still in the mix or not, I'm not sure. But certainly Clarence's first choice will be Charles Hand Park, and that'll be Monday night. So we'll keep a close eye on that. Uh, off to a break. Coming back to talk to one of the most underrated sports people out of Tasmania of all time. Stuart McSwain is next on the show here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. It's our final show for 2023 and we're going out with a bang uh, with one of the hottest athletes in Australia joining us on the line, Tassie's own Stuart McSwain. G'day, Stewie. Welcome to the show, mate. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, now, massive 2023 for you. Uh, four months in Europe, spent some time in Japan. How do you look back on your year as a whole? Yeah, obviously it was busy. Um, four months overseas is a long time. But, yeah, I feel like I had a good season. I gained a, a fair bit of momentum throughout the season. So, hopefully I can kind of, yeah, use that momentum moving forward to next season. We're obviously, with the Paris Olympics coming up. Uh, Stewie, you had a bit of a battle with the flu at one stage, I think, and then have dealt with a, a series of injuries this year. Do you feel like you're starting to get back to full strength, um, as you said, ahead of what is such an important year? Yeah, I feel like I'm, I've had consistent change over the last period. Obviously, you're going to have those ups and downs with injuries, sickness, um, they come along. But, yeah, I feel like I'm in a good position to kind of build from here on. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to have some good news on the health front over the next year, and it's going to hopefully give me a good chance to be in a good position for, for 2024. Well, let's address the big one, Stu. Uh, Paris next year, how are you feeling now that we're sort of only half a year out from it? Yeah, obviously excited for, for sports like athletics, the Olympics are our pinnacle. So we only get it once every four years, um, three years with COVID um, in 2021. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I think that's what we work towards. That's where you want to be peaking. So it's going to be a long grind to, to get to finish the qualification and, get, and hopefully perform in Paris. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited. You touched on it then, your first Olympics. Uh, your Olympi last Olympics back in 2021 was around the COVID protocols and all that sort of stuff in Japan. What did you take from that experience um, that you can apply, I guess, going forward to, to Paris? Yeah, I just think it's just how big the Olympics is. Like, the amount of interest compared to other events is so much bigger. Just the preparation you need, being in the Olympic Village for the week leading in. There's a lot of little factors that are so different about the Olympics compared to we have a world champs or a Commonwealth Games. So... Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely learned a lot from that experience and hopefully I can kind of use that as a blueprint of how I'm going to kind of, yeah, attack next year. Are you, are you looking already... forward to... Oh, sorry, Bruno. I was just going to ask around that, the protocols around the last Olympics. I, I, I guess from an athlete going to the Olympics, part of it is that whole experience and that must be something you're really looking forward to. Obviously, you want to compete and do really well, but to experience the Olympics, I guess, as they're meant to be experienced, unlike in Japan last time? Yeah, I think it will be a different experience. Obviously, in Tokyo, we didn't have crowds. Um, our family, our friends weren't able to come watch. So, I think in Paris, um, hopefully we're going to have a good support crew there. Um, it'll probably be a bit more fun. We won't, won't be doing the daily COVID testing and stuff. It will make the process a little bit easier. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And it's going to be awesome to have crowds back at Olympic Games as well. What are your thoughts on the Com Games, Stewie? Um, obviously, some doubts now over over the Gold Coast after that they withdrew its bid in, in 2026. Uh, it must be frustrating for athletes at such a, a big event uh, for, for people particularly like you. Uh, it must be really flat when you hear that uh, it might be in doubt moving forward. Yeah, I think that definitely when you hear it's going to be a home one. I think uh, if, if it's a home Com Games, it means a lot more. So um, we were definitely excited to have it in Australia in 2026. Um, and... 
I'm not sure whether they're going to be able to find a new suit or whatever, but yeah, so athletes is, is huge. Obviously, we've got a home Olympics in 2032, so especially the emerging athletes having that com games in 26 kind of gives them something to focus on and kind of leap, leap, leap on towards that 2032. Uh, yeah, and mate, you've already run um, the fifteen hundred qualifying time for the Olympics, and a victory at the national championships will confirm your spot. Uh, so, how important are those championships? Obviously, they're massive for you uh, in Adelaide in April. Yeah, so it's going to be a big goal to the Mexican season. Obviously, you never want to leave selection up to the discretion. So, I'll be trying to make sure I can win that win that trial and give myself a um, uh, obviously a certain certain selection in the fifteen hundred. But yeah, I'll be looking to try and qualify on the five k as well and kind of decide what, what I want to do um, for, for Paris. Before we let you go, mate, do you get to, to get home much over, over the summer months and, and spend some time on, on King Island and, and things like that? Yeah, so I actually booked up the, the other day. So I'll be back for about a week over Christmas. So really looking forward to getting home. Um, I love training down there. It's awesome. It's tough training. There's obviously a lot of hills. Some good, good golf courses to run on down there as well. So um, I'm excited to get back. Course. Um yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah, I'll be back for about a week and that kind of put in a good week of training, catch up with family and friends and makes it. I don't often get to see throughout the year, especially when I'm overseas. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited to get back home and, um, yeah, kind of, kind of get back to King Island. We love your work, mate, and can't wait to see how it all unfolds for you in 2024. Thanks so much for talking to us on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning and good luck for the next year ahead. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, boys. Stuart McSwain joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Uh, now, I've just been alerted to something, so I want to go to a break and come back and wind up the show next with some breaking news on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Powered by Kubota for over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It is our final show of the year. Text in here from the artist formerly known as Kicker Collins. Have a great break, guys. Been a pleasure listening in every Monday and Friday. Best show on radio. Well, thanks for your contribution to Fake Kicker because you've been outstanding <laughs> and filled a lot of holes as. for us. Now, I feel like I've let myself down this morning, Tim. I should have been across this. Hey, Brent, don't let Tim go today without discussing 8th of December 1984. Link, mm. roll it, please. That's a lovely tune. Happy birthday, to you. happy birthday, Timbo. You've kept that Thank very quiet this morning. Many I happy have. returns. Thank you. Let's take a win. Tomorrow night we'll be fine and we'll move on. What's on, what's on today? You've got coffee with Justin, so hopefully he will yeah. be paying for the coffee given it's your birthday. He will be. I might what else are you doing? Brec- I might even have breakfast on him this morning, to be honest. I like it. Really try and rub it in. Uh, yes. Then I am going to training. Brent. Then I was actually going to do a little bit of gym after that. And then at the moment, myself and our overseas, Jamie Overton, I'm sure other, a few others will join. We're going to go and play golf out at the Grange where the Live tournament oh, was nice. played. So we played Very there nice. the other day and it was brilliant to be out there pretending you were a professional golfer. Although we sprayed him, although Jamie doesn't, he's off scratch. So it was pretty interesting watching him play. But that's the plan for the day. And then I'll probably... Go out for dinner with a few of the lads. Very nice. Call it quits early and get ready for tomorrow's big game. 39 candles too, same as me. So we're both the same age, which is lovely. Jeez, you wouldn't know it. Look Getting at old. We're getting... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
Right, before we go, our toast of the week thanks to Mum Tasmanian Brute Prestige. And we'd like to toast our wonderful listeners, Tim, for your incredible support throughout the year. We're nothing without you, of course, and we hope you've had as much fun listening as we have making the show for you. And that, of course, uh, using Tasmanian fruit, Mum has created a sparkling wine in a champagne style that is sophisticated and vibrant and, of course, choose to drink wise. I would like to... Th- I know you won't want to, but I'd like to thank yep. Hamish as well. He's so done a magnificent... And, and oh, you do want... And, and Link Lincoln. as well. And yeah, all the but... panel ops we've had throughout the year. Thanks, Hammer, for your hard work. You've been yep. outstanding on debut. They've carried us. They've polished us up at times, Brent, particularly yes. these two. And Hamish in particular. We give a bit of a ribbing to at times, but we should say live on air, we do love him and we appreciate the work he's done. He's made this show. He's a social media guru. <laughs> and uh, and Link down the line, who no one knows and can't see, he's been sensational as well. Always just gives You're us a quite laugh, brilliant, particularly Charlie. on a Monday <laughs> when he's normally a bit dusty. Yes. Um, but no, we thank them very much for making the show what it is. And as you said, our listeners, we would be nothing without them. So thank you for listening in and um, hopefully you join us again uh, in the new year. Yes, we're back January 29, I think we're back, Are Tim. We? But we've also got our Christmas Day special, which I'm looking forward to, getting up, waking up Christmas Day with you. That'll be something absolutely. to behold. And, Brent, um, we're going to try our very best, or we're absolutely committing to a weekly pod, 15-minute, quick Tassie sport wrap, yep. throw it out through our social media. So people who do miss us a little bit over Christmas and January can tune in if they like. Yep. But we'll try and get that on air every week. And, of course, we've got our big basketball game coming up in the new year, too. That'll be high wow. on the agenda when we get back. We, we haven't forgotten. Wow. We're going to go toe-to-toe for a tattoo for Tim, so looking forward to that. But we do appreciate your time in 2023. It's been a good six months for us. Uh, we've enjoyed being here on a Monday and Friday morning, and we can't wait to do it all again later in or later, early next year, 2024. It's hard to believe it's not too far away. Can't wait for it. Thanks for your company here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Enjoy your Christmas break and we'll see you early next year for more. Go the strikers.